Friday afternoon to you. I am Overseer Chris, the host of Creative Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Today we are continuing our discussion of transformation. So if you remember from last week, and that podcast is available on Buzzsprout, Apple, Spotify, Deezer, iHeartRadio, wherever podcast it, you can find our podcast. It's also available on our YouTube page, Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast, as well as on our Facebook page, Encouraging Your Spirit. So hey, feel free to tune in, listen, and or watch whatever feels comfortable for you. And so just in case you didn't have a chance to listen to the podcast from last week, the three keys that we were talking about transformation were perception, mindset, and language. Because transformation is in our identity, who we're becoming. And the question I was posing to you was, are we confessing the same thing spirit does? Because our language, our words are so important. So we're continuing that discussion because I told you uh, last uh, week we're going to talk about it for a little while. Not necessarily doing one and done. So today, turn with me, if you will, to Luke 22, 14 through 20. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So remember, we were talking about in last week, old covenant versus new covenant. So we're just continuing that discussion. So I want you to be writing these things down as we discuss them. The text here is Luke's account of the observance of Passover. Passover celebrates the deliverance of Israel from slavery in Egypt and their beginnings as the people of God. This is my body, which is given for you. I mean, for me as a person that grew up Christian Methodist Episcopal and remembering the first Sunday experience, you know, you often heard that that was a different uh, creed that we did before communion started, that we talked about this in the Baptist church you, that I visited, a non-denominational church. They had a lot of uh, ceremonial things that they did before we uh, went with the sacraments, and I'm not here disputing them. I'm just saying those are the things that come up in my mind as I'm reading this uh, information and sharing with you what I gathered when I was uh, doing my study time. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. The present imperative Greek verb implies continuing action, such as keep doing this or do this regularly. The Passover reminds Israel of God's uh, intervention in its behalf. Exodus 12, 14, if you remember from uh, last week, we were talking about Exodus before in the scripture that we were talking about. So we're just continuing. And this supper will remind Jesus' disciples of his intervention in their behalf. Luke's language places the emphasis on covenant rather than blood. Why? Remember, old covenant versus new covenant. Paul was talking about what was important about the new covenant versus the old covenant. Go back and listen to that promise you it ties together. 
in case you haven't heard it. Moses ratified the old covenant by pouring sacrificial blood on the altar and the people, Exodus 24, 6 uh, through 8. Jesus ratifies the new covenant by pouring out his own blood. At the first Passover, the people were saved by the blood of a lamb. At this Passover, we, me, you, us, are saved by the blood of the lamb, a.k.a. Jesus. In the passage set before us, we see Jesus set at the table during the Passover. This is his final table fellowship with his disciples. Jesus was about to let go of his earthly life. He was walking towards the cross. Jesus taught his disciples all through uh, the teaching, the time that they were together, that the meaning of, of life is not in clinging to certainties. Jesus was teaching uh, life uh is to learn to let go in faith. In, in another way of thinking about it, and something I was thinking about that, that when I was reading it, was uh, in thinking of letting go, the relationship letting go has to surrendering. Surrender is a part of transformation. Oftentimes, though, the question of surrender are, one, what are you surrendering to? Two, how? I also want to note that there's a world of difference between abdicating responsibility and self-control to negative emotion and feeling and versus allowing the king of kings, lord of lord, uh, Abba, spirit, to assume the place as the head of your table, and your table in this context is life. In fact, completely surrendering to the Father's majesty is a vital part of taking back responsibility for our own lives. I know it can sound counterintuitive, but it's perfectly true. Here's how. If we're going to yield to anything, it should be to the passion and loving kindness of an awesome God who has nothing but our best interests at heart. Showing vulnerability to the to majesty is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength as well as devotion. Think of it this way. In the book, Faith and Doubt, it's written by John or uh, Ortberg. I've read some of his books. In this particular book, though, Ortberg states the final table of Jesus. He's depicting it, uh, and he's talking about Jesus sitting at this table during the Last Supper in Greek, and he calls Ortberg the table of trapeza. More specifically, uh, he writes an analysis, uh, which I believe you can use as literal and metaphorically. It's the picture of a trapeze act. If you're wondering, trapeze act, circus. I know living in a pandemic, I don't know how many people still go Cirque du Soleil or the circus, Barnum and Bailey or whatever circus there is. Stay with me. What's a trapeze? Excuse me, the trapeze is a short horizontal bar that's hung by ropes or metal straps from a support. There are two sets of categories. There's flyers and catchers. The flyer climbs the steps, mounts the platform, and grasps the trapeze that is suspended from the middle of the arena. The catcher hangs from his or her knees on another trapeze with his or her hand excuse me, with his or her hands to reach out. As the flyer is swinging high above uh, the crowd, or even think about this in the context of trapeze artists practice, you know, before they have the show, if you will. The moment comes when the flyer must let go, arcing out into the air, suspended into nothingness. It's too late to reach back 
for the trapeze bar and it's too soon to be grasped by the catcher. It's almost like a delicate dance, if you will. And maybe dance doesn't depict it, but it's, it is a space, place of vulnerability. The flyer must never try to catch the catcher. The flyer must wait in absolute trust that the catcher will catch them. What's my point? While many of us, me, you, us, may not be in the circus, I, I have no idea where you find yourself in this present moment of your life. Or many of us, we might not be attending the circus, going to one, nor may uh, we be trapeze artists. But here's my point. You don't have to be. When we think about what this the metaphorical or, or act that I'm describing mean for our daily life. I think there are many times in, in instances in our daily life that this act and metaphor is represented. I want you to think about the vulnerability of surrender and what does it provide. Surrender provides spiritual focus which allows an influx of stamina, power, and influence from Abba. Spiritual focus is a threefold thing, almost like a three-tied cord, if you will, the point between the Father, ourselves, and the circumstance that we find ourselves in. That's why last week I was talking so much about perception and how we see things and the context and the content and how Abba shows us things. Me, you, us, we urgently need Abba's uh, perspectives on us and our situation. Within the context of today's verse, as we're talking about the tra trapeze, or we're talking about the lessons that Passover has to our identity and transformation and who me, you, us are becoming, the point is once we're capable of assuming the, that focal point, we become adjusted. We become who we are intended to be in our experiences, in our daily life as we continue to walk with spirit. Spirit and God, that focal point takes us to a new place of fellowship with him. That's probably why Paul perfectly exemplifies what a focal point is in 2 Timothy 1.12, which reads, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. What's my point? In focus, perception, how we see things. Remember, perception, mindset, language. We count all things joy because we're governed by a perspective that elevates our mindset in alignment with what God thinks. We have a renewed stance in where we are. Certainty, uh, a, a principle that we can embase our lives in trusting, in surrendering to us. And I just want to talk about that today. And I just thought that example of uh, Luke's account in uh Luke twenty two fourteen through 20 will be a great example of that. I hope that gives you some things to think about as we're continuing our discussion of transformation and these lessons build up on top of each other. And hey, write, to the, write us in the podcast, encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com and let us know. 
How you doing? All right, that's all I got. Let's close with a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for being our good, good father. We thank you for being the God that sees us, that hears us, that loves us infinitely, that knows the number of hairs on our head, that calls us your friend, that calls us the beloved, that calls us overcomers, that, that you are the God, that there's no space and place that we can go in which you're not already there. We have your presence everywhere we go that you promise to never leave nor forsake each and every one of us. We thank you that your love is higher and stronger than the power of the grave, than the mountains that we face in our life, that your love is like a lasso that calls out in the deep and in the shallow, always reminding us to take heart in the beauty uh, for today. It is so much greater than the circumstances and the experiences that we're in. Help us be able to enlighten our heart and listen for the instruction and the wisdom that you're providing. Be open to however it is that you're providing that. We thank you for being a deliverer. We thank you for being a protector. We thank you for being a sustainer. We thank you for being a keeper. We thank you for being the lover of our soul. We thank you for your goodness, your mightiness, your sovereignty, your majest your majesty. We just thank you for all that you are, all the things that you're doing in us, through us, and around us. Help us as we continue to grow and walk and move in the nature and knowledge of who you are and teach us what transformation is, how it looks, who do you want to be for us, that we can come to you and ask you, who do you want to be for us in this situation? What is it that we should be learning? Teach us. Give us the language so we can speak the same things that you speak over, the, over every area of our life. Because we know that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. That you are God yesterday, today, and forever. That is constant. That has already made your mind up. That you are incapable of change. And you know the way in which we should go. And we just ask you, as we continue to grow and continue to move, help us get on the same space and page and say the same thing. Help us in our perception, in our mindset, in our language. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, one other announcement that I have. Facebook had a memory today that uh, this time last year, I did faith conversations with Apostle Adams, Apostle Tiffany Adams from the Way Church uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, and I posted it on Encouraging Your Spirit podcast uh, on Facebook. It's also on the Encouraging Your Spirit YouTube page, and because it's a Facebook memory, i also be downloading it again and posting it on Buzzsprout, so if you're hearing these audio video, you know, not video, excuse me, the audio recordings of these podcasts, you'll be able to hear that um, again on uh, Buzzsprout, Apple, Spotify, Deezer, uh, wherever pods are casted, this podcast, Encouraging Your Spirit podcast, is uh, available. And I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for every single time you click 
listen and you click play, if you will, and listen, whether that's on your laptop, whether that's on your desktop, whether that's whatever device it is that you're using on the web browser. I am grateful for each and every heart, each and every person. I hope that something that is being said in these podcasts, be it me doing, you know, teaching on transformation or me doing faith conversations, I always hope that is useful, that is helpful, that it is uh, encouraging, empowering, and educating your mind, your heart, and your spirit. I love you, and it will never change. I hope you have a great day. hope you have a great weekend. See y'all next week. And guess what we're talking about? Transformation. We're continuing our discussion. Excuse me. I hope you're taking notes. Uh, There won't be a pop quiz. But hey, I hope you're growing as we continue to grow and learn what these words mean. And more than what the word means, how is it applicable to our daily life as we're doing what? Walking. Walking and growing with spirit. All right. Have a good day. Bye.